Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, Battleground Productions presents Brass, the audio serial, episode six, Behind the Curtain. The year is 1885, but not one that would be familiar to you. For this is a 19th century that differs in many ways from the one in our history books. The young man leaving the stylish Mayfair home of the Brass family looks ordinary enough, despite his resplendent ruby waistcoat and silver-tipped walking stick, but awaiting him in the carriage is an unlikely figure indeed. Good morning, Mr. Wright. Good morning, Cyril. And it's Ponder, please. Driver, the Royal Strand Theatre. As Cyril settles in across from the man known as the mechanical detective, his companion dozes. Or does he? For while his left eye is closed, the eye in the copper plate that covers the right side of his face continues to glow a dull red. Something on your mind, young Cyril? Uh, sorry, Mr. Wright. Uh, Ponder. I was just thinking about... Ah. Contemplating my visage, no doubt, and perhaps wondering how I came by it. <laughs> my father says my curiosity is my curse. Nonsense. Curiosity is a perfectly healthy reaction to novelty. What you see, young man, is the best face and assorted other body parts that money can buy. Three years ago, I was the victim of a bomb outrage. It was a miracle that I survived. But thanks to my brother Mordecai, being an advisor to the Science Corps and a fellow of the Royal College of Surgeons, as well as an immensely wealthy man, I was rehabilitated by the most brilliant surgeons in Europe. It must have been tremendously painful. It is a blessing of the human condition that pain is so very hard to remember, while pleasure can be long savoured. That is true. And my condition responded well to opiates. To be honest, most of my recovery was a rather pleasant, if bewildering, oriental dream. When I awoke in hospital, I was as you see me now, in many ways improved, in few ways inconvenienced, though it did take me months to relearn how to walk on mechanical legs, and I doubt my right arm will ever match the natural fluidity of my left. Uh, it is scarcely notable. Oh, Cyril, you are too kind. Though my social arm, as I like to refer to this one, does mimic in many ways the look and movement of its original. I am aware that I am not the man I once was. That being said, I now no longer require a magnifying glass for scrutiny, and I enjoy a choice of several different arms before I leave my flat. Of different fashions? Of different utility. Oh. One is a complete crime lab, and another, a weaponized contraption that I will admit intimidates me so much that I can scarcely find it in myself to have it fitted. I would love to take a look at that one sometime, if you wouldn't mind. I'll be happy to let you examine it. It features a blade, a bowler, and, for all I know, a poisoned cartridge. But I don't imagine we'll need any of these where we're going. And where is that, precisely? You really know little of the theatrical world, do you, Cyril? I'm afraid I don't, Ponder. We're off to the West End, my boy. And a good friend of mine who is the best guide I can imagine. 
He has the one job that means he is allowed into any theatre but will be ignored by all. A custodian? A playwright. Meeting the two men in front of the dark theatre is a tall and heavyset man with thick black hair and an improbably green cloak and hat. Ah, Ponder, how like you to be as punctual in your appearance as my quarter repeater. Cyril, this is my friend Oscar... Wilde, young man. Oscar Wilde. Tell me, Ponder, where did you come across this exquisite young dandy? He looks like he's on break from posing for Whistler. I do hope that's not true, by the way. Jimmy has a talent for taking perfectly sweet boys and turning them into jaded jackasses. I don't know who you're talking about, I'm afraid. Really? Have you been in London long, dear boy? I'm just back from several years of travelling. My name's Cyril, by the way. Cyril, a name of promise and vitality. Honda, do something about that lock. I forgot my keys. Interesting. That lock was well-oiled and recently used. Is that significant? Possibly. This theatre's been closed for nearly two years. I suppose it could have been a caretaker. Why was it closed? I personally believe it was on aesthetic grounds. Nonsense. It was closed by the Board of Health. The theatre is gaslit and the fumes habitually lingered in the lower house and in the orchestra. One can't expect the musicians to play when suffering from nausea and dizziness. Nor can one expect them to perform the score from airship antics without the same reaction. Why are we here now? Rumour has it that Kensington Gore, the crime boss you have charged me with tracking down, has taken it up as a base of operations. We are here to look for clues. Shine your light this way, Ponder. This way leads to the house. You know this theatre well? Intimately. I had hopes of staging my grand historical epic, Vera, or the Anarchists, here. But we could not come to terms. What was the dispute? I wanted rights to cast approval and 20% of the box. They wanted a different play. And here it is, in all of its shabby and slightly toxic glory, the Royal Strand. I thought you said they had no electrical lighting. You refer to the ghost light on the stage? Ghost light? It is tradition to leave a light illuminated on an empty stage to appease the ghosts. Tradition has it that the Royal Strand has quite a quarrelsome one, known as the Phantom of the Footlights. Nonsense. It's a simple matter of safety. You don't believe in ghosts, Ponder? Of course not. A ghost light is simply a device to keep unwary actors from falling into the orchestra pit or bumping into... Is that scenery back there? It is. Or some pieces, at any rate. That's a pair of set flats and a rack of costumes. And what's that squat square thing stage right? I believe it's a safe. These items must have been left over from a rehearsal. An odd assortment. What's this? A flyer of some sort. Bring it to my light. Attention, all blaggers, bludgers, bonnets and buzzers, all muchers, maltoolers and mobsmen, all lurkers, palmers and neddymen, all snoozers, spielers and smashers, M. Trisano is casting the new spectacle, The Scarpering Scoundrel, this Wednesday night, June 10th, at midnight at the Loyal Hand. Handsome pay provided for an extended run. What is this? 
laggers and bludgers, maltoolers and mobsmen, all titles of the criminal class. At the loyal hand? Where is that? I've never heard of it. Sounds like rhyming slang to me. Loyal hand, royal strand. By Albert, I think you're right. It's this theatre. And it's tonight. Then we shall be in attendance to see what Sherman has advertised to the underworld. Gentlemen, I leave such shenanigans to you. I have a date with my journal, a cigarette, and some absinthe. Oh, come, Oscar. How can you turn down such an enticing mystery? The life of the mind, dear Ponder, is mystery enough for me. Besides, midnight in a haunted theatre, I am courageous, not foolhardy. Well, I don't believe in ghosts, Oscar, but I do believe in criminals. And I always enjoy meeting a few when I can. Then we shall return this evening and see what we shall see. Yet even as the three men discuss their strategy, a figure peers out at them from beneath the stage, a hunched yet huge shape whose dark eyes gleam with a not-quite-human luster. At that exact same moment across town, in the dark, dangerous rookeries of St. Giles, Mr. Crawford, the sinister businessman who helped orchestrate the attack on the Brass family, is led through a corridor by an imposing and completely silent servant dressed in grey and black. The two men stop at a huge oaken door banded in black iron, and the servant knocks. Crawford enters into a pitch-black room, his hands nervously outstretched, his feet inching forward. Hello? Mr. Crawford. Is that you, Crime Minister? Yes. I'm honoured to receive an audience. Nonsense. You are terrified, as you should be. Nervous, perhaps. Then you are not fully apprised of your situation. Nor the low opinion in which I hold you. Sorry about that, sir. Crawford, you failed this administration. What's more, we had to clean up your mess. Understood, sir. But it was the family brass I were up against. Do you know, Crawford, what is the source of strength of Lord Brass and his accursed clan? They're all superior intellects? Nonsense. The world is filled to overflowing with superior intellect. Nicola, Nemo, Robur, Fantomas. You can scarcely travel 50 miles across Europe without bumping into one or more criminal geniuses. Not to mention our own, Professor. We do not mention his name. Sorry, sir. What makes Benjamin Brass and his family so formidable is that they are true believers in the cause of progress and so inspirational to others. Mandeville was an 18th century philosopher generally mistaken for a satirist. His great work is The Fable of the Bees or the Grumbling Hive. Bees, sir? Yes, bees. Mandeville's fable posits a hive very like the society known to his fellow Londoners, a city where doctors are quacks, lawyers bilk their clients, politicians rob the populace blind, and merchants rely for their trade on the vanity of their customers. Mm, sounds about right. It is right. 
But his great insight was that this was not a failing of society. It was the sign that a society was functioning. For every part was full of vice, yet the whole mass a paradise. Don't quite understand, sir. What is capitalism but the systemized robbery of one man by the other? If trade were fair, no man would ever become rich. It is not the fair barter of goods, but the unfair advantage that one man gains over another that oils the wheels of commerce. Private vices, public virtues. Why was the eye grumbling, sir? Why, <laughs> Mr. Crawford, I swear there's a mind in there yet. The cry goes up in the hive that cheats and frauds must be done away with. And so Jove curses them with what they desire, honesty. And this one reform is the unraveling of all their fortune and prosperity. For if every transaction is an honest one, how can any man profit? A fair statement, sir. This, you see, is the great and terrible effect of virtue in the world, that it undermines true prosperity. The family brass won't stop until our institutions and our populace are reformed. That is why they must be eliminated. They insist on acting on their principles. That's a tall order, sir. It is, Crawford, but never fear. The family brass have foolishly split their forces. The boy after Kensington Gore, the girl after the gambling pits... And the Lord and Lady seek the graveyard king. Have you warned your lieutenants? Oh, I've done better than that. I've given them strategies. It's always possible that one or more of them will survive these encounters. And if they do, I am going to give you one more chance to redeem yourself. Why, I'm honoured. I would perhaps suggest... You really don't know what's in this room aside from you and me, do you? No, sir. Death. It stands by your side right now. All it waits for is for you to say no. Then I gladly accept. <laughs> There's hope for you, Crawford. Not a lot, but a little. Now listen carefully. And so the crime boss begins to lay out his villainous scheme to destroy our heroes. Will he succeed? And what of the sinister figure who spies upon Cyril and his comrades? And what of the efforts of the rest of the family? Find the answers to these and many other questions when we next visit with the first family of the realm, Brass. Brass is manufactured by Battleground Productions. For credits and more information on our show, go to battlegroundproductions.org and find us on Facebook.